Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions and welcome to the 43rd ever episode of Aiden on Anchor, the show where I talk to you about my life story as well as my journey with this cool little app called Anchor. It is currently February the 22nd, 2020 at about 10.20 a.m. recording another early boy today and uh, I gotta be honest, I'm probably gonna have to change the intro pretty soon to this podcast because... There's just so many parts of that intro that are just, like, untrue in a 2020 world. I mean, like, that intro that I just said was fine in 2017. Like, most of it was true. But as the show has kind of evolved and Anchor has kind of evolved, it's become more or less not true anymore. Uh, Let me explain. So, the part in the intro where I say uh, my journey with this cool little app called Anchor, back in 2017... Anchor was just that cool little app. It was something on your phone. You couldn't upload to desktop. There were all these restrictions about it. And really, Anchor was more of a distribution platform than it was like an actual like podcasting app. But since that time, now that we're in 2020, the app is so much better. All those restrictions are gone. You can upload to desktop. There's like thousands of podcasts being uploaded every minute. And now it just has like straight up Spotify integration because like Spotify and them are now working together and stuff and it's like wow Anchor isn't that cool little app anymore in fact it's 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 the podcast empire it'd be like me calling McDonald's a cool little restaurant when it's like (laughs) it's not true Anchor's grown so much and I'm happy for Anchor I love Anchor now more than ever but it does feel weird when every time I open the podcast calling it a cool little app just feels wrong in that same token Do I really even talk about my life story in this podcast? I mean, yeah, I give you my day-to-day stuff, how I'm doing. You probably know, like, the past two years of my life story through this podcast. But very rarely do I go back to my high school years or my childhood years and all that sort of stuff. Aiden on Anchor is more of, like, me discussing topics than it is giving you, like, a chronological order of the beginning of my life to now. Like, it very much isn't that. It's, like, me just kind of having fun and talking with you guys. So, yeah, eventually I'm probably going to have to change that intro. I don't know what yet, and I don't know how soon, but eventually we'll probably have to be fixed. And I know some people also complain about, like, the fact that I bring up the episode number in every intro like Aiden why do you have to open it up with the 43rd of our episode what happens when you get to a a, a thousand you're gonna open it up with the 1000th episode of Aiden on Anchor and I probably will because I like talking uh and letting you guys know that not only is it the thousandth episode but it feels good for me to say it it's like a milestone it's like wow I've done a thousand these episodes it's a cool little like in the moment reminder of how far I've come with this podcast and it just feels a feels nice to say I've done 43 of these, and it feels nice that every time I get on and do one of these, that number continues to grow. It's a nice little bit of motivation, but I like it. Other people other people think it's hokey and weird. Whatever. But uh, we're not actually going to be talking about my intro today, believe it or not. We're not going <laughs> to spend 30 minutes on it. What we're actually talking about today is small YouTuber culture, and this is an interesting thing to talk about for uh, me. It all kind of This whole episode kind of came from a conversation me and my friends Zach, Jay, and Parker had on Discord, uh, where Parker had mentioned that he had been advertising some of his videos on a small YouTuber Reddit. And eventually, from that, we kind of got into a conversation and kind of had to tell Parker all the things wrong 
was posting things like that to Reddit and uh, all the issues that come inherent with that. And it really got me thinking a lot of the time. It's like, wow, a lot of people I know, not just Parker, uh, follow a lot of these small YouTuber communities. They'll share their videos in them. They'll be in their Facebook groups, their Reddit, their Twitter threads and all that sort of stuff. And I've never really given my stance on these types of groups and culture before. Uh, so I figured, hey, why not go ahead and, and do that? Um, why not go ahead and let people know why I don't like these types of places and why I despise the idea of small YouTuber culture? Uh, one disclaimer, though, before we do get into it, this isn't going to be a call-out post. I'm not going to fucking like throw people under the bus. If you've participated in this small YouTuber uh, stuff before, you were not a bad person. You were a fine person. Uh, most of you probably just don't even know any better, and that's fine. Uh, but I'm going to kind of be playing the role of the tough brotherly love type of scenario and kind of like calmly but uh, thoroughly explain why the small YouTuber stuff is not only like dangerous but also a bit of a, a hoax as well. So yeah, let's hop into it with a brief history of sort of small YouTuber culture in the first place because believe it or not, at least according to my knowledge, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, but small YouTuber culture didn't really exist back in the early days of the platform. Because back in 2005, 2006, everybody was roughly the same size, and everybody just sort of posted whatever they wanted, and nobody cared about being YouTube popular or YouTube famous, if you get what I mean. And so uh, that was just sort of the early days of the platform, but as we kind of ended up seeing, a couple of creators started to get big, some started reaching 1,000 subs, 100,000 subs, and eventually the first million subs on YouTube. Uh, when Smosh hit that, that was kind of like a big moment for the platform as a whole. And as we've gone through the years, the gap between people just starting out and the people at the top has just grown bigger and bigger. Like now in 2020, PewDiePie's out here with 100 million. That's like one extreme end of the gap. And there are people with zero subscribers. And so you have all these sort of people in the middle, right? This huge part of the gap. And uh, a lot of people have started trying to identify themselves, uh, trying to put themselves into groups and communities, almost like high school cliques, right? Like the small YouTuber circle is like the, the nerd table and the big YouTuber table is like the popular preppy kids. And you got to pick a side and draw a line in the sand. And then there are all the like groups that like break it up by genre, like the fashion YouTubers, the video game YouTubers. There's so many segmented like parts of YouTube and very rarely do they all agree with each other or work together or make peace with each other. A lot of the time it's just like evil <laughs> and nastiness just sort of spread all over the place. But yeah, that's how we got here. We went from a place where everybody was roughly the same size to now a huge gap in between subs. And now a lot of people that are just starting out on YouTube feel like they have to fight to survive. And so they call themselves a small YouTuber. They go by the small YouTuber mindset and they join a lot of these groups. Um, not just on YouTube. Like I mentioned earlier, these like small YouTuber groups are on Twitter, on Facebook, Reddit, Discord, Snapchat, pretty much any platform, any social media has like a small YouTuber group there. And I'm not going to say that like the majority of them are bad, uh, but like 90% of them are. I, ca I can't say 100% that all of them are awful, but a good majority of them are awful. Uh, 
and I, w- I want to get into why that is. So let's start on Twitter first, right? Uh, I'll be going on Twitter, I'll be scrolling through my feed, and I'll see an account like Small YouTuber Army, or Small YouTuber Nation, or Small YouTuber Gang. And I'll click on the account, and it'll have like a ton of followers, right? It'll be like a big, big account. And I'll see them making a post like, Yo, what's up, Small YouTuber Nation? Uh, post your video in this thread or use the hashtag SmallYouTuberArmy. And by doing so, you'll be able to get growth, constructive criticism, feedback, collab opportunities. They'll promise a ton of things. A lot of really good things. In fact, the intention of a lot of small YouTuber groups are good intentions. It's just the way that they're used, I feel, is that's when it becomes an issue. So a big problem, or one of the big problems rather, there's a lot actually, one of the big problems with a lot of these small YouTuber Twitter threads is that the people behind them are not qualified in any sort of matter. Anybody can make a small YouTuber Twitter account, you don't have to be qualified, you don't have to have a certain amount of subs, a certain amount of followers, anybody can make one of these. And because of that, a lot of the motivations behind the people running these accounts can sometimes get a little insidious, um, to the point where I actually know some people who make these kinds of accounts just to get a shit ton of followers and then sell the account to some corporation or company on Twitter just to make a quick buck. Because anybody can do it, and it can be relatively easy, and it turns out that a lot of the growth that ends up happening through these small YouTuber threads usually only benefits the guy running the account itself, because they're the ones with all the leverage, they're the ones with all the power uh, in in the relationship, and everybody else who's trying to get help are typically small and don't know what they're doing and are very new to YouTube and are confused and all this sort of stuff. But that's just one issue, right? Like the people behind it are kind of insidious. The other issue I find is that all those promises that we mentioned about growth, feedback, collab opportunities are flat out wrong. I'll go to a lot of these Twitter threads. I'll read through the replies and almost all of them have no comments, no likes, no retweets, no comments on the YouTube videos, no subs, no growth, no anything. And if there is anything there, it's not the kind of stuff you want. You have a lot of people asking for sub for sub, a lot of people leaving comments like, I watched your video, so you should watch mine, a lot of people who say they will subscribe and then unsub two months later, a lot of people trying to take advantage of you for collab opportunities, only really as a business transaction, not because they actually care about you or your content, and you just end up with a lot of bad, disingenuous, toxic relationships from it as a whole. And part of that, part of the reason that is, is because, like, there's not a whole lot of rules when it comes to these type of Twitter threads. Like, there's nobody enforcing the fact that you have to comment on other people's posts and that you have to retweet them and that you have to watch them. Uh, And it can be almost impossible to give feedback on all these videos because, like, there's a thousand of them. There's so many people that congregate to these. Even if you wanted to give feedback, you really couldn't. But that's just because there's no structure there. The other reason that that stuff doesn't work is because think about if you've ever posted to these types of threads before. Think about what you do when you post to them. Do you watch other people's content in the thread? Do you leave comments? Do you retweet? Do you subscribe to other people in the small YouTuber thread? Chances are you don't. I'm just going to say most people don't. And I know this because a lot of them just simply post their video in the thread and leave. Even though the thread says you're supposed to comment and favor it and give all this growth, a lot of people just don't. 
A lot of it view it as an opportunity to promote their content. They leave a promotion and then they dip. And because 99% of people treat it that way, we very rarely get any form of, of constructive criticism, growth, or feedback. It's almost just like you're posting your YouTube video out into a void, never to be seen again. You would be more lucky trying to post your video to your own Twitter account and hope that that got followers more than you would being on these small YouTuber threads because the quantity of them is so big and the quality of the feedback is non-existent because it's not moderated and because a lot of the people that do post these threads don't actually give feedback at all. And so this strategy hasn't really worked for anybody that I know. Uh, name one YouTuber who has grown big off these small YouTuber Twitter threads. Name one YouTuber who's gotten big off of a small YouTuber Reddit thread. Uh, name one YouTuber who's gotten gigantic over a self-promo chat in a Discord. I bet you can't name any. And if you can, chances are there's more behind why they got big and why they grew in the first place. So a lot of them, frankly, it just doesn't work for most people at all. But yet, I'll see... A lot of people, despite having done this for six months or a year or two years, and despite doing it for that long, they haven't got any results, they'll still continue to do it because it's easy, because it's not hard to do so, because all it takes is just posting a video in a Twitter thread and you're done. And who cares if it doesn't work for the first six months? Eventually, it might work in three years. And so what you end up having is a lot of people wasting a lot of their time. They'll post these threads, they'll post to these reddits, they'll post to these discords over and over and over and over and over again, get no growth, and then end up wasting an insurmountable amount of time. Not at first, but it does start to add up over a while if that's all you do, if that's your only way of marketing, if that's your only way of getting growth, if that's your only way of getting feedback, uh, it won't pay off in the long run <laughs> at all. And uh, I'm not exactly innocent myself. In fact, I was part of a Facebook group that was about Let's Playing. And so I'd post my Let's Play videos there. I wouldn't leave feedback at all. I'd just put them in there. And sometimes they'd get a comment or two, but very rarely did it actually happen. And almost never did it lead to me finding uh, an actual collaborator or an actual creator that I want to follow or enjoy. Um, and that's another thing too. Like, shoot, if you ever looked at the quality of a lot of videos in the small youtuber like subreddit for example uh search up r slash small youtubers most of the content there is awful like legitimately awful and some people don't know better obviously and they're just kind of like posting their first video and that stuff's excusable uh, but some of it is so bad to the point where it's like here's some dude posting his first fortnite video or here's like some dude with like a bad thumbnail in his 60s that's like not even trying. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of reactions. There's a lot of like, this YouTuber is bad and this one isn't good. I literally, as a challenge to myself, decided to scroll this for like 30 minutes or so in the hopes that I'd find one good video or one good creator. Uh, and I actually did. I found one, literally one. But you got to keep in mind, this was like a C a sea of comments. I had to go like three or four pages in to find one person. And guess what? When I looked at their posts, nobody else had viewed it. Nobody else had commented on it and nobody else had gotten growth. It was basically luck on my part. <laughs>
<laughs> because I'm naturally curious, right? I want to see what other YouTubers are doing in the space. I want to see what other YouTubers are doing in the field. And I used to search these threads looking for the next up and coming creators, but not only did the quality of the post start to decline, eventually like nobody was giving feedback at all. So it was just kind of a waste of my time. I was better off trusting it to the YouTube algorithm than I was in these sort of curated places anymore. Because most people, like, frankly, even if I did contact them, that kind of leads into our next big issue with small YouTuber culture. A lot of them are frankly entitled. And you can see that in their behavior and in their actions specifically. A lot of these people act like they deserve more than they do. A lot of people hate being in that small YouTuber role. And a lot of them operate off the mindset that if I just simply got lucky or if I got a shout out, I wouldn't be small, I'd be big. So they try so hard to work toward that luck element and work toward that shout out element that they end up taking a lot of shortcuts, basically. They end up doing things the wrong way. They don't end up learning or improving or getting hard in their craft. They just spend like 99% of the time trying so desperately to get that one special shout out from that big YouTuber or to try to get one person to comment on it, or hope that the algorithm picked up their bad Fortnite video, etc. And again, like I said earlier, this this creates like a lot of wasted time because they'll do this over and over again. And the and the, the day that they're wishing for, the day when the cavalry comes and a big YouTuber finally shouts out their channel, that day won't come. I'm gonna be honest. A lot of people are, are thinking and hoping and praying that like, oh God. Please, if that shout out would just come, I'd be there. And you know what? It won't be there because no big YouTuber in their right mind is going to shout out content. That's awful. And even if they did, let's say hypothetically they did shout out that awful video or awful content and that small YouTuber finally got the shout out. Would it do anything? Would it lead to the growth that they were asking for? Probably not. Because here's the thing about shoutouts that a lot of small YouTubers don't want to admit. The successful shoutouts and the ones that work, the people who receive the shoutout have to work two times harder to keep the people around. You got to be uploading daily. You got to be making some of the best content you've ever made. You got to be improving. Because chances are a lot of people who come over from a shoutout are doing it just because the bigger creator said so. But after that, like, good luck keeping those people around. YouTube is a very fickle place. Audiences are very fickle and they're not going to tolerate bad content, especially, especially if they have those big YouTubers that they already watch. So a lot of the people like Jacksepticeye, for example, who got the shout out, had to improve massively, had to continue to work harder and harder, had to daily upload and had to pretty much like accelerate his growth if he wanted to keep those people around. And frankly, a lot of small YouTubers, if they were to receive a similar shout out like that, simply just don't have the work ethic to make that happen. They would try to for a couple of days, but then realize that being a big YouTuber is a lot more hard work than they even imagined it would be when they just thought, oh, uh, when I'm a big YouTuber, all I can do is just play games in, in front of my TV and I'll just get tens of millions of views when it's like, that's not how that works. <laughs> There's a lot more hard work and effort and intentionality behind a lot of big YouTuber content, but a lot of people just think it's easy, and a lot of people think it's just like a shortcut to financial success, and that's what they'll do. And so you end up with this big sense of entitlement, this big sense of I deserve more. Uh, every time I see YouTube post about a new feature 
or a new update. I'll just see thousands and thousands and thousands of small YouTubers complaining about how YouTube is actively trying to hurt their growth. That YouTube is de-incentivizing them to make content. That YouTube only cares about the big content creators and never about the small creators. They act like they're this oppressed majority. <laughs> Not even minority. <laughs> Because multiple people, more people are small than they are big, right? They try to act like this oppressed majority that everything that other YouTubers do, uh, if big YouTubers don't give them a shout out, if YouTube launches a new feature, if Twitter decides that, hey, we're not going to let you auto post from YouTube to Twitter, you just see all these small YouTubers feel like they've been slighted and taken advantage of and all this sort of stuff. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say it blunt. I'm going to repeat it even. Because it's something that a lot of people need to get through their heads. YouTube does not owe you anything. I'll repeat that. YouTube doesn't owe you anything. It is a free platform that allows you to post whenever you feel like it. No matter how bad your content is. Or how bad your thumbnail is. And is YouTube exempt? From negative feedback? Absolutely not. They will do awful things, and we really do need to speak up. But most of the time, when I see people complaining, it's a lot of nitpicking, and it comes from a place of entitlement. It comes from people who think they deserve more than they have. And it's just like, well, like, you got yourself into this scenario. How are you going to fix it exactly? And it's just like, they don't want to fix it. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to put in the effort. If, like, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to be a big YouTuber, sure, there is a little bit of luck involved. And sure, a shout-out would definitely help growth. But that really is only like 2% of the strategy. The other 98% of your strategy should simply just be to work hard, to improve, to love the process, to continue to make content that you're proud about and that you enjoy, and just say fuck the numbers until that happens. Because honestly, if you're not happy... If you're not enjoying the grind, if you're not having fun making YouTube videos, then that magic day when the cavalry shows up to try to shout out your channel, you're just going to be miserable. And it's probably not even going to show up in the first place. So a lot of people just get depressed and quit for the most part. I'm going to be honest. Again, let me repeat it one more time for the people in the back who might not have heard me the first time. YouTube doesn't owe you a damn thing. Big Twitter people don't owe you a thing. Discord doesn't, Reddit doesn't, these small YouTuber threads don't owe you anything at all. If you want the growth, if you want success, then you have to be the sole reason. You have to be the master of your own destiny. You have to take things into your own hands. If you want to be the big YouTuber, prove it. And some people will prove it. And I'll be like, wow, congratulations to them. And I know I could do better in, in my own regards of like complaining about stuff and, and trying to like translate it into action. But the thing is, complaining wastes time, complaining wastes energy. If half of these small YouTubers took like half the time they spent complaining actually working on their content, they would already be at a way better spot than they are now. I guarantee you, I guarantee you they would be in a better spot right now. Absolutely. And so like, I'm sure some of you are wondering, well, Aiden, do you call yourself a small YouTuber? And the answer is no, I don't at all. <laughs> sure, from a technical level, from the broadest sense of the word, Aiden of Blue Couch Productions is, quote, a small YouTuber. 300 subs 
is not a big number in the grand scheme of things. But you know what? 100,000 subs isn't a big number when there's a guy on the platform with 100 million. The word small YouTuber can pretty much extend anyone from zero subs to anyone right before a million. And that's a huge gap of people. And it discredits so many awesome creators. So many people who are killing it in the YouTube field have these flocks of comments of like, oh, but you're a small YouTuber though. Because they're not at a million. Or 10 million. Or 100 million and all that sort of stuff. And I'm just sick of it. And frankly, for my own mental health, I view myself more highly than a small YouTuber. And I think all of you guys should. Don't say you're a small YouTuber Say you're a YouTuber, because guess what? If you upload videos on YouTube, that is what you are. You are a YouTuber. You're not an aspiring videographer. You are the videographer. Treat yourself with more respect. Treat yourself like you have standards. Treat yourself like you and your content are important. And back up that behavior with actions, real strong actions, and don't put your content on stupid, shortcut, small YouTuber Twitter threads or a small YouTuber subreddit. Don't go out there looking for disingenuine collabs. Don't go out there looking for shortcuts. If you are a YouTuber, not a small YouTuber, if you are a YouTuber, you should be fine with growing naturally and enjoying the process and enjoying the time you have. Because let's be honest, being a YouTuber is awesome, no matter what size you are. But I wish people would see that and enjoy that and have fun with that and say to themselves, no, I'm not a small YouTuber. I've been doing this for three years. I'm not a small YouTuber. I value myself more as a brand. I value myself more as a creator and I will not do things that devalue my own brand. Like we talked about with value proposition. Imagine how low your value proposition must seem if everybody that follows you on your Twitter and your YouTube sees you engaging in a lot of behavior like that, you think they're going to care? You think they're going to stick around? It makes you look desperate. It makes you look desperate in the eyes of other small YouTubers, of big YouTubers, of anybody. It just makes you look desperate. And that's pretty much all I had to say. I don't view myself as a small YouTuber. I wish more people viewed themselves as just creators. I wish people would stop being entitled. I wish a lot of these small YouTuber communities would just kind of disappear because a lot of them are disingenuous, lying, hoaxes, sometimes even pyramid schemes. And look, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this isn't a call-out post. If you've been involved in one of these things before and you think I'm calling you a bad person, that's not the case. But guess what? Now that you've heard this, now that you've taken the brotherly love, now that you've taken the tough advice, the tough love, now you know. Because I guarantee you the majority of people who engage in a lot of these small YouTuber activities are people who legitimately don't know. But now that you do know, and now that you know better, take this advice, take this podcast, and work on what matters. Your work ethic, your content, your quality, your technical ability. Continue to grow, and please continue to have fun. This whole small YouTuber thing started because people were taking YouTube too seriously. Don't worry about it. You'll get there eventually, but you got to put in the time, maybe even 10 years, you know, and a lot of people don't want to look at that scary part of it where it's like, oh, do I have to do this for 10 years? Maybe, maybe, but you got to be in the trenches and you got to have fun. You got to have fun with what you're doing. You're going to burn out so quickly. I'm telling you. So if you're these types of people 
Please stop in- interacting with this stuff. Please stop engaging with this stuff and work on your content and improve. And keep in mind, as this podcast ends, there will be more people trying to take advantage of you on YouTube if you're just starting out. There will be marketing emails. There'll be people from random social media sites that you've never even heard of. There will be people trying to collab with you that are totally outside your niche and that aren't going to help you. And there are going to be people who try to lead you into communities that are toxic and give you bad advice. Just the other day, I was on this small YouTuber subreddit that I was talking about. And somebody was like, hey, if you start a gaming channel, don't ever do long RPGs. Or you won't be successful. Ever. And some people believe that. The truth of the matter is, if you're the RPG guy, doing RPGs is helpful. If you're the variety guy, you can still even do RPGs. You just have to be sure you have a little bit of variety as well. But these are the types of advice that we're getting from people who don't know any better. (laughs) There's a ton of great resources online and on YouTube and on learning platforms that can give you a whole lot of good advice. But please don't be taken advantage of by people who don't know what they're talking about and who are toxic and who aren't going to help you grow. And I guess last but not least, I, I personally just want to say that I feel incredibly lucky and blessed that I'm in a discord with people who not only like my content, uh, but care about me more as an individual and as a human being. YouTube has given me lifelong friendships, and it has improved my life in so many ways that I'm not the same person that I started out on as YouTube uh, in 2016. I'm a much better person now, and I really want to thank YouTube for that. And uh, I, I still encourage you to find communities of people that actually like care about you and want to see you grow and want to improve your content. And uh, from my perspective, I just want to thank people like Zach, Jay, Parker, Patient, Calfro, Donovan, Marjack, all those lovely people uh, for continuing to be in the Discord, Danku as well, um, and for giving me support and for actually caring about me and what I do. Because I imagine I could have gone down that dark path <laughs> and never came back. Um, and if any of you who are listening to this are looking for a community of like like-minded people, people who want to see us grow and have fun, but also like watch movies and hang out. It's not all about YouTube all the time. Uh, feel free to join my Discord. Link in the description below. We'll help you out. We'll help you along the way if you need it. And uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. It was nice to get all that off my chest. Uh, we had a really great conversation with Parker last night, and I figured I'd share that for all of you people who might need to hear it at this moment in time. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, you can go ahead and donate using the little donate button on Anchor, or you can donate to my Patreon. Special thanks to Jay, who donated on Anchor, and Parker, who donated on Patreon. Check out the links in the description to all my stuff below, including the Discord. And uh, yeah, with all that being said, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye.